0: Fantastic, All right then, so we're going to change the service around a little bit now and uh, I want to just, uh, we're going to in a moment just be laying hands on David and Kate and I'll share a message afterwards, we'll follow it up, we'll make it all work somehow and uh, God is good Dave and Kate have been in the church since uh, pretty well close to the beginning Dave used to cart the drums from down there in St. Albans Street down and set them up for someone else to play And uh, over the years, uh, he's grown up in the house and uh, he's been involved in all kinds of activities and youth, connecting with young people, connecting with young adults, connecting into the business community. He's an amazing connector. And uh, over the years, Dave's connected with people, all kinds of people at all kinds of level. it has been just amazing. And uh, we've just been stunned over the years of just the connections he has made because he has a unique ability just to accept people as they are and to just be able to make them... uh, To welcome them into his world so people who uh, have money and business people sense he has no agenda towards them and ordinary people feel he loves them and what a great quality to have what a great quality to have and but the other thing is that uh, dave's a sort of a pioneer he's one who likes to go and venture out and do stuff so he's often out shooting and taking this one out shooting that one out shooting someone else I hear of some escapade or he's been out on the boat or done all kinds of things he's it's just been quite amazing over the years what he's done so he's launched many young people into missions adventures and uh, previously Jim was uh, really uh, the man behind all the mission thrust but then Dave over the last few years has, uh, has been able to initiate people going to the mission field even up to the last couple of years having raised Anna up to be able to go there and, and everywhere the teams have gone there's been moves of God and uh, a couple of year, years ago I had a, a voice contact me over the phone from Pakistan it's a lot of rhetoric. and uh, wanting me to come to Pakistan and the moment of time I heard the Lord speak to me and he spoke to send David and so I, I rung Anwar back and I said, well, uh, you know, I really don't feel I should come. I've got quite a level of commitments on at the moment. But I'd love to send my son, David. I can assure you he will love you. He will do what I can do with you. He will, you'll see miracles happen and, and, uh, and he will pay his way. We'll make sure there's no burden on the church at all. And uh, we saw him, Dave, go out and return with many miracles, many things that had happened and become very clear there was a favor on him. The next time he went out, the second time he went out, it was surrounded with adversity, the going out. But nevertheless, when he went out, uh, there was a man, his interpreter, he raised him from the dead. And uh, then there were thousands upon thousands of Muslims saved. And uh, not only that, God gave David great favor, uh, not only with uh, Pastor Anwar, but with the Grand Imam, right through to the President. Quite extraordinary. You can only say the hand of God is on it. And we don't make people into do anything. We just recognize what God is doing. So when people come into the church, you come and we connect and we learn to connect and grow in faith in Christ and grow in serving and grow in character. And we need to discover what God has called us to do. And uh, often you've got to try a number of things. And Dave's tried a whole heap of things, a whole range of things, really, and been entrepreneurial. But he's got the kind of spirit that will go out and take a risk and have a go. And that is so rare to find. It's a faith thing. It's a spirit of adventure that can't be contained. And I really value that Dave has got that in him. And uh, so, uh, in this last year or so, we felt very clear God's speaking about a change and a transition for them. And uh, Kate, Kate's been with us also many, many years. And uh, Kate is amazing. She uh, has served in a whole range of different areas. And uh, long before most of you saw her, she was serving as a youth worker. She went on mission field, you know, traveling up to the Philippines. A uh, trip, 24-hour trip or something like that. Uh, and uh, she worked as a youth worker, and then she worked in the preschool. And then she took over the preschool and redeveloped it, redesigned it, and re-DNA'd it. So it actually took on the flavor it has now. And uh, so the quality we see in it now and the culture we see in it is something that she put into it. And many of the things which are practices there now... They were designed by Kate as a result of her own pursuing God. And uh, so she's served in there, raised up Amanda. Now she's on the board and served on the board. Uh, She's also picked up the worship team and grew the worship team. uh, After Aaron uh, had finished in the worship team, she picked it up and she's been able to develop, grow all the areas around it. And uh, one of the things about Dave and Kate is the thing that I love deeply about them is this, that they have a tremendous trust in God. And faith in God in the, in, the, uh, in the book of Hebrews, sometimes you see great exploits. Sometimes you see people just stood firm when it was going hard. And I've watched Dave and Kate in, in both seasons. I've stood with them as together we buried a child and a great child. And I watched them stand in the midst of that difficulty and never complain. I never complain, but just stood to believe God that they would have a family and have children. And so this tremendous faith has been forged, which you never saw. And most of the work in building men of God is never done on a platform. It's all done privately in difficult times, difficult seasons. It's done through life's experiences. And it's how you respond when you're in those experiences, determine the kind of person you'll be. And and God is watching all that time. And I see qualities that God has forged in both Dave and Kate that uh, prepare them for what they're about to do. I don't know anyone else I could send to do this, but we can send them. And it just seems as though God has tapped Bay City on the shoulder and given us an opportunity to do something really great. Over the years, we've done many great things. Churches in in Russia and Israel and Bible schools that have trained up thousands upon thousands of people. It's extraordinary. Uh, Works of people that have gone out to nations, Every year, thousands upon thousands of people impact it. and that's the things you don't see, but it's what we have done together, just being a great church together. And so now we have an opportunity to do something which will be our greatest thing yet, to be able to set up a TV station that will be able to, uh, from by satellite, transmit the gospel right through Pakistan, right through to Afghanistan, all through that 1040 window. This is an opportunity people around the world would dream of and it's been delivered to us. I I don't think sometimes we understand you here, we've done a Pakistan presentation, but you have to really catch the spirit and heart of God. God's heart is for the lost, and we live in a country which is rich in so many things, and yet poor, so spiritually poor, and yet in Bay City, we have so much to give, and uh, so God has tapped on the shoulder and said, I'm opening an opportunity. Will you rise to the challenge? Will you rise financially? And will you rise as a body of people in prayer? And will you rise in releasing a couple from your midst to go? And the gospel has always been like that. I love it comfortable, but we need to be rattled and every now and then shaken a bit, and then we need to lose the comfort and see that these people need Christ. And so our nest has been shaken over the last year or so, And it's not just at a pastoral level, but it's been right through the church. I've talked to so many people and they would say this has been the biggest challenging year they've ever had. And yet in the midst of that challenging year, they knew that somehow God was in it and they were growing. And so that's exactly what's happened. People are being repositioned now. So we started this year with a commissioning of one of our great couples to go with their family to China and uh, then through the year we've commissioned people and sent them out, Charlotte up to the Philippines, and we've sent uh, uh, Terry up to China, and uh, we've sent Sue up to Uganda. There's been people go out, and now we end the year the same way, with a commissioning. This is a great thing in God's eyes, and uh, this year it's about commissioning people for the mission field overseas. Next year it'll be about commissioning you for the community here, we need to reach our community. But today we started the year with the commissioning, we end the year with the commissioning, and we have great harvest ahead for us. Whatever we sow, whatever we contribute, we become a part of. And so we become a part of the harvest. We're partnering with an apostolic ministry in Pakistan who's got influence right through to government level, who moves in supernatural signs and wonders, true apostle in these hours, church of three quarters of a million people spread all over Pakistan and he's opened his heart to consider that we're his, like a father to him. And I thought well how come he treats me like that? But I think people in these countries are very smart I think they understand when people from the west come with an agenda to promote themselves and build themselves a ministry. And I think he sussed very quickly that Dave had no personal agenda except to help him. And so his heart was knitted to Dave, and he calls David and Kate, brother and sister. He calls us spiritual parents to him. And in a sense, we are, because our desire is to see him flourish. So this is a day of commissioning, a day of uh, laying hands and imparting. And uh, there'll be two things happen. One, there'll be prophetic word uttered, and second, there'll be hands laid on, and we will commission them and charge them to carry the gospel into this nation. And uh, one of the things to realize it's not the mighty of this world that God chooses. He just chooses people, and he sees something in their heart and something in their makeup, and he says, I'll have that one. And so God's put his hand on the church, says, I'll have this couple, and I want them to go to Pakistan. We would never have thought of that, but God has spoken clearly. Dave and Kate have had a clear word, and so there it is. They're going to be going. So in a moment, we'll just call them up, and then I want... Uh uh, Lynn and Ian, to speak, prophesy, then we will lay hands. We'll actually get you to come down here, Dave. and Ian doesn't have to get up. Okay, so let's give Dave and Kate a welcome as they come now. You can go up there. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Okay, come on up here. Apparently, Ian can make it up there. Praise the Lord. Well, let's just stretch your hand out and just begin to pray and reach out to God that there would be impartation now, and uh, just uh, prophetic impartation, and also through the laying on of hands, great impartation as well. Thank you. Amen. Come on, church. Let's reach your hand out begin to pray now. Can you get ready to record, please? <clears throat> I wonder if Bryden, where's Bryden, if you could come up please, just stand behind, Bryden's our missions director, hmm? would you like Jim yeah. to come, would you, yeah. sure, Jim would you like to come too, please,
1: Sergeant.
0: Sir. Yeah, and Sergeant, just come and kind of stand behind them there, All right. and Sergeant would like to come too, well we've received you from that part of the world, <laughs> we're releasing someone back. <laughs> Sowing and reaping. Hallelujah. They? Praise the Lord. Okay, let's keep praying now, just Thank in the spirit. Yes,
2: Holy
0: yes. Ghost. Holy Ghost, yes. we welcome you to come and to pour out upon David, upon Kate, upon their family. We reach out to you, Lord.
3: Thank you, Thank you, Lord. David and Kate, I, um, in the last three or four days, I've had a number of dreams, and I just want to share them with you. Um, what is happening today isn't just about you, this is about a trading into your generation line for the next generations to come. Just the same way as Abraham gave tithe into Melchizedek with, with Isaac and Jacob present, there are generation lines that are present here today. As we commission you to do this thing, you're sowing into them, not just into yourself. Um, The first dream I had was about Georgia. And um, as as you're going as a family, one of the things that's on God's heart is about family. And And the way that the family knits together becomes one in the desire of his kingdom and to see his kingdom come on earth. And in that dream, the Lord began to show me Georgia's life. And the Lord gave me a commission to give to you, to train her, for you and Kate, to train her Um, To train her how to intercede and how to pray and how to get a love for people that would go beyond her years and understanding. Um, I saw her when she was about 13 or 14 years of age standing in a room by herself, and physically the presence of God came into the room and met with her face to face and spoke with her. God's going to give her a voice, a prophetic voice, into that nation, not only that nation, but with great signs and wonders. But it's going to come out of your commission to. Teach her how to pray, to teach her how to intercede and Kate how to prophetically sing in accessory songs over nations and how to lay over a nation and sing. The second dream I had was about you, Dave. I um I saw it was almost like you had one hand reaching into heaven and you, you had a hold of a, a rod that was was in the realm of heaven and the other one you were on the earth and you were holding on to the earth and it was like you were being stretched. And the Lord said to me to tell you to let go. Let go the earth, let go the earth, and find that what is in heaven in the kingdom realm, God's going to release to you so that you can find a place on earth. Um, within that, the next scene I had in the dream was um, I saw an angel standing, as in Daniel, with one foot in the sea and one foot in the land. And it said to me, You looked at me and said to me, This are times, time, time and a half. And it said to me that there's a three and a half year window of opportunity that God is giving to you and Kate to produce in this nation what's needful for the 420 window. And within that three and a half years, you're going to find everything is going to change. Not only within your own life, but also within your family life, the family dynamic, and who you are recognized in the face of the earth. God's giving you a three and a half year window of ministry. Almost like Jesus had three and a half years, God is giving you a gift of three and a half years of open signs and wonders, glory, connecting, empowered ministry within a nation that desperately needs the gospel. Kate I, I saw, that there was a dream I had for you, and then Kate, for you, I I saw you wrapped up in this, I, I mean, I don't know what they wear over there, so I, I just saw you in this, like a, I would describe it as a sari, like Indian, the Indian woman wear, except you had this thing that was wrapped over your head, and you were teaching women about the role of woman, and there were hundreds of thousands of women. That you were teaching about the gospel and the role of a woman within the connected life and family life. And also teaching them about how to raise children properly in a godly way. And I I mean, I I was astonished because I have never ever thought about you in a position like that. And then I saw you begin to teach them how to worship over their children. And that's the thing that broke my heart more than anything. was watching the children respond to the mother's worship as a covering for them. And, and the commission that God gave you and has given you in this time is to teach people how to worship over their family and to bring the umbrella of the glory of God over their family life in their commissioning time. Hallelujah. Thank
2: you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, the Lord has God. confirmed God. to God. me and given me very, very clearly a vision out of the word of God. And um, I feel the Lord said to me this morning for you to take these verses and take them with you because they will come to pass. And that is in Joel two verse twelve to the end. And the Lord, <laughs> that in the time of great and trauma and desolation, the people came together with a trumpet sound and they cried out, "O oh, spare O oh land, our land, O oh God, spare our people!" And with that cry, God covered His mighty wing over a land and people. And through that came reformation in the land, trees sprung up, grass sprung up before the people, fruit came immediately supernaturally upon the trees. In that time of reformation came great restoration and I feel that this is for you, that you're going out and there will be grass springing up before you, there will be great rejoicing in the land There will be great rejoicing with the people, be rejoicing in your own hearts. There will be a celebration from this time on, says the Lord. There will be restoration of great proportions in that land and with the people. As you sing and preach over them, you will see it come up like creation, a springing up. You will see the kernel of the wheat come into full production. You will see the wheat overflowing the vats. You will see the new wine and the new oil abundance flowing over and over as the Lord has promised in this vision. And then you will see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as you have never been before, never seen before. The Lord says, this is the hour in which you are stepping out. You are already in the river of hope. You are already in the river of life that flows through suffering. You are already there and he is increasing. The Lord says, I will increase the current of my spirit upon you as you step out. We rejoice as a church today. We celebrate Kate and Dave. We celebrate your family. We celebrate the advancement of the kingdom of God in this place and out in this mighty river of hope that flows through suffering. We love you. We embrace you as a church. We hold you in our hearts as we send you forward. In Jesus' name. Does anyone else have
0: anything?
4: Dave, Kate, you're leaving the security of mum and dad. You're leaving the security of home. And there are going to be times when you're going to be crying out in your spirit, God, what am I doing here? God, where are you? But it's going to be a time where you'll draw deep into him. You'll draw onto God. You'll call on God. For God is your father and he'll be there to give you all the guidance and all the wisdom that you need. David, the people there, they need they need love. They need acceptance. They need forgiveness and they need hope. And Dave and Kate, give them that. But above all, love the people. Love the people. Get into their homes, get into their hearts, and love them. And you will win them to Christ. Because you will be the Christ that they see. For in that land where Christ is is not really acceptable, you will be the Christ that they see, and you go from this place with the, the backing and the prayers and the love and the sending, and even, even from not only this place but from other places who hold you in their hearts. So, Dave, go with great courage today. Go with great courage, Kate, and know that God will be with you, he'll protect you, and he'll lead you, and he'll open those doors that you so desire to see opened in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord.
3: I, um, I want There's something else the Lord has just been showing me. Father, we ask today for the judicial papers in heaven, and the courts of heaven to be signed. Father, written on and signed a decree that this is the will and purpose of God and the destiny of God for Dave and Kate. Father, we ask for the witness of the seven spirits of God to sign the documents in the name of Jesus to testify and attest to this purpose. And this is our Lord, we speak today into the atmosphere of Pakistan Father, right into the atmosphere of the nation, we speak into it today, and we command it in the name of Jesus Christ to make room and space for Dave and Kate. Yeah. Father, to make room and space for them to come into that nation and to land in the governmental arena that God has purposed out of heaven, Father, for the earth and in, into the earth. Father, we ask today that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. The judicial papers signed and decreed, the word of God spoken. Lord, let the watcher angels come out of heaven. Father, be released with a scroll and the testimony. Let the lion like ones come out of heaven and be released to be around Dave and K, to watch over and attest to the witness of the scroll of the testimony of God out of heaven, that this is the will, this is the purpose, this is the mandate, this is the desire of God to have them in this nation at this time. Father, we ask for release of the angelic realm in Jesus' name. Father, the canopy that surrounds the throne of God, that would surround the scroll of the testimony of God and be with them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we send the angels to go. Go, we commission them to go and make a way to come behind them, to stand as their rear guard, to go before them and scatter the enemy. Father, that Dave and Kate would take this mountain of this um, way that they're going to and with the TV stations and the media. They would take the media mountain, Father, and stand over it as kings, Father, within that nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Make room.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Well, Dave, Kate, you and I are very proud of you. It's a great day. We feel a sense of uh, grief and loss, but we sense the great joy of knowing there's a great work ahead. And uh, I feel that you will look, the impression I have in my heart from the Lord is this. You will look back and you'll see how each part, each ministry area you were involved in was all a preparation for this hour the work with the children, the work with the preschool, the work you've done in family, the work you've done in worship, the work you've done in productions, all of it you'll be able to call on and draw on as you begin to see the possibilities of what could be done over there. And Dave, the work you've done with young people, with uh, with business people, with men, uh, the work you've done in the supernatural, all of those things you're going to begin to see, it'll all come together. And I see you not just moving in power. But I see you're moving with the love of God to touch a need that no one seems to be able to get into. Love has opened the door for you and love will actually be what will enable you to enter the hearts of people. I believe that amwa has got a powerful anointed miracle ministry. but One of the things you're going to bring is to bring an emphasis into marriage and family and into the way people relate and live. And it's going to be, you're going to be amazed at the influence and favor that God gives you. But with it, there will be a great challenge because you'll be coming up against those powers which try and make the families the way they are. And God says not to be afraid. He's with you. He's with you all the way. And as Ian spoke, and we pray today, angels are assigned to you. This is a great day. A great adventure. A great journey and uh, one we'd never want to say no to. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. (coughs) Praise the Lord. Well, we'll just just anoint you with oil. David, we anoint you with oil today, setting you aside for the work that God has called you to. Kate, we anoint you with oil today. We recognize the call of God to the mission field. We recognize the call of god to the supernatural ministry the ministry of healing the broken hearts to restoring the foundations of many generations so today recognizing that the holy ghost has put his hand on you and that the holy ghost says i've called them for this work we set you apart we release you from bay city but not from our hearts we release you from your responsibilities here We release you from living here. We release you from dwelling here. And we release you to find roots in Pakistan, to find roots in Anwar, who's our brother in the Lord, to find roots in the work of God over there. We release you today. As we lay hands, we call upon the power of God to flow from heaven mightily, coming upon you to enable you to do what you never could do, to enable you to rise beyond the level you've already risen to. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we call apostolic pioneering anointing to manifest around you, to break out into new areas and do things that have not been done before in that place.
3: Jesus
0: oh, the Holy Lord. Ghost come upon them right now. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, glory to God.
3: Hallelujah. It's a good day. It's a good day a good for us all. This is a good day. <laughs> Well,
0: fantastic, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Dave will say something. Hey, thank you all so much for your, your prayers and your support with us today, and, and thank you for praying for us. Um, please know that we, uh, you know, Jesus is not returning for a TV station. <laughs> and uh, our, Jesus is returning for his church, for his bride. And as we launch this TV station, uh, the TV is purely a net to be able to reach and to connect with people. Our primary purpose is to build the kingdom of God through the local church. And at this point in time, um, one of the best tools that we have in our pocket that we can use is is TV. And um, so as you invest into us, please know in your heart that you are a piece of string joining together with us as we cast it out into the sea, into this vast sea that we will reap a harvest of souls, we will gather them into the church, and the name of Jesus will be made great upon this earth. That's friends. That's what it's all about. And uh, like I said, he's not returning for a TV station. I'm quite aware of that. And that is not what we're about. Our, our, what we're about is to build the church, to see um, people come to Christ and and, and be discipled in, into the kingdom of God. That is what we're about. And uh, so I encourage you to, uh, if you haven't uh, haven't pleased in your heart, I encourage you to... Um, to seek God on that, but, um, Kate. Okay.
5: Yeah, I want to thank you too, um, it's just a great opportunity today to um, many of you, um, we just want to say thank you, you're our friends, you're our family, that's how we consider you today, thank you for so many people the other night that um, helped make that such a special night for Dave and I, that meant so much, thank you to those of you who were able to come, you so blessed us. Um, Bay City is an amazing place. We've grown up here spiritually, both of us, and this will always be our home. And I want to encourage you today that God has great things ahead for this place. And so get in behind the leadership here and run your race because this nation needs Bay City. This nation needs this place. It needs you to stand up and embrace the call of God on your life. So, today um, we want to thank you for friendship. Uh, We want to thank you for their friendships. These friendships, no matter um, how far the distance, um, these friendships are eternal, and we want to thank you for them. We want to thank you for wonderful, amazing memories. Um, We will cherish them always. Um, We want to thank you for loving our kids. Um, We want to thank you. We want to thank Bay City. For amazing times in God, where they have been crucial times in our lives um, it 's with sadness we leave today, but you know what it 's with passion and zeal that we run into the nation of Pakistan, that we run we run into the Middle East because we want to see we believe that this um, this is the time to see a harvest of souls in the Middle East, thousands upon thousands. And it's not because of us, it's because of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for partnering with us. And so today as we leave, uh, we're not leaving right yet, but um, we leave with sadness, but we run with zeal today. Just
1: before we... um... We actually have some gifts this morning that we would just like to give out to some, some friends and some special people. Lynn, would you like to just come forward? we have got something special for you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, just. We, um, we want to give you a gift, and uh, we've got a little verse that will go with it, and uh, we've, actually, we've even engraved it so you would remember it, and it's a special word of God for you.
5: When, Lynn, um, Oh, do
0: you want to do that Oh, oh. <laughs> She'll be dangerous now. That's
1: the wrong one.
5: I
2: love the sword.
5: When Dave and I um, were talking about this, we prayed and we believed God for a word for each person. And this is the word um, that God gave us for you The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And this is for you. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of, prison, of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to console those who mourn in Zion.
1: Amen. This sword speaks of uh, bravery and courage, and uh, we just pray that today that the strong arm of Jehovah would uphold you and protect you. Amen.
0: Deacons, we need a
1: help here. <laughs> Ian and Kay, why do you stay down there? I'll come down to you. You want to come up? Okay, you want to come up? Wow.
5: And this is for both of you. Um, The scripture that God gave us is um, in Revelations 19, and it says this. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written on him that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean followed him on white horses and now out of the, out of his mouth goes the sharp sword that with it should strike the nations and he himself will rule with them a rod of iron he himself treads the winepress of the of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords
4: you.
1: again this this sword um, speaks of, of bravery and courage and uh, we pray today as well that the mighty hand of jesus would uphold you and protect you and protect you thank you, thank you. you be gentle with that now. <laughs> and Sergeant and Jesse, where are you? <laughs> this sword is, is drawn from the influence of King Solomon. And uh, on it you have a, it's the Star of David and a, uh, the Candelabra, I think it's called. And then the the Ark of the Covenant on the other side. We've got a verse for you as well.
5: Um, This is the verse that God gave us for you too. Acts 1. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth.
1: We've got a little thing you can hang it up on your wall with too, Sergeant. <laughs> and um, and uh, we've just got one more for Mum and Dad. Mum, would you just come forward? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, I had two verses for you, and um, one is uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, and it says, the weapons of our warfare, Almighty in God, and um, this one here, it's in um, Psalm twenty-four, verse eight. It says, "Who is this King of Glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, all your gates; lift up the everlasting doors, and that the King of Glory shall come in." It was this King of Glory. He's the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. And uh, this this one we got for you. And it it, uh, speaks of greatness, and uh, again, it speaks of bravery. And what we got for you is this one here. (laughs) (laughs) This one here is. it's what's called I uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's called a claymore, and uh, it's from the. Uh, it's what William. It's, it's modeled off what William Wallace used, and. Uh, Freedom. And on this side we've got um, the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God, which actually came out last Sunday, and on the back here we have the, the Psalm chapter twenty four, verse eight to nine. So thank you so much.
6: <laughs> Let me see. Awesome, Whoa.
1: Thank you all very much for this morning.:
5: Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> thank you, Dave and Kate.
4: right there.
0: Let's give Jesus a clap. Weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Mighty through God. Lord, we thank you today. The weapons of your warfare are people filled with the Word and Spirit of God. Lord, today, may your anointing rest not only on Dave and Kate, but every part of this house. For the new days of challenge and breakthrough and breakout that lie ahead for each one of us and for us as a body. And Lord Jesus, we give you the honour and give you the glory because you came, first of all, from heaven to earth and gave your life for us. And so today we celebrate you as the King of kings, the great apostle of our faith, the one who commissions and sends men into all parts of the earth. We give you the honour and give you the glory. Come on, let's give Jesus a great clap. Let's thank Him today. Hallelujah. Oh, we honor you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you the glory. Amen. Amen. I feel the presence of God here. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands to Him. Now, we're at this Christmas time. It's the time of celebration of God's great love. The love of the Father for his people. God so loved the world, he gave Jesus Christ. His Son came from heaven to earth, walked among men, Emmanuel, God with us. Gave his life at the cross, rose from the dead to pour out his spirit into us so you and I could be the body of Christ to express his love, his nature, to become like him, represent him. Today we celebrate the great victory we have in breaking forth into another nation and doing some great things. Most of us live here as well. So, the challenge for every one of us, what will we do with the life Jesus gave us? What will we do with that life? Will we keep it to ourselves? Or will we let it shine and touch those in his family and those who are yet to be in his family? Father, pour your love into this house. As we sow Dave and Kate into the mission field, we believe a great harvest here also. We thank you for your loving presence. It's how it is with the gospel. Paul said, the love of Christ compels me. I just have to do it to let people know there's a God who loves them. May that love fill this house. Father, we honor you and thank you. We just so love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending Sargent all the way from India to us. Thank you for the others that have gone from the church this year. We just hold them in our heart and Lift them before you as we think of them in the mission field. Pray your hand to be upon them. Oh, we love you, Lord. I wonder if we can have the service for communion just come forward and just get ready to distribute the communion. It'd be a great time as a family of God just to connect with one another over the, the communion meal that Jesus left and said, when you do it, you're doing it in remembrance of me. Let's just be seated and have the the stewards come and just serve.
6: Jesus um, said in Hebrews 12 to to look under him, because he's the originator of our faith, and he's the one that's going to bring it to maturity. And he said it was for the joy that was set before him (laughs) that he endured the cross. And and it's kind of like that for us today. We've got to endure the pain of of separating and leading, but we must focus on the joy that uh, Jesus focused on when he hung on the cross. I thought, what was he focusing on? What was he thinking on that that would keep him at a place of of such expectancy? You know, it was was you and me standing now before his presence with with no shame, no blame, accepted, loved, safe, able to come into his presence. And he, he wants not only us, he wants Pakistani people Filipino people, Ugandan people, Chinese people, all nations standing in a place before his shrine, acknowledging and worshiping. He wants his family home. His family have been lost and alienated from him. And the greatest thing in the heart of the Father is for his people to be home. And I thought, well, why the cross? You know, the only way we can be reconciled to God, when we've been alienated and out of relationship with him, the only way we can come into relationship with him is through the cross. It says here, for if when we were enemies or alienated or sinners, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Much more now, having been reconciled, we can be saved by His life. We can live the life because now we've been reconciled, now we're in union with the Father again, and now we've got the life of God in us. Now we can face and do the things that God's calling us to do. But it can never happen without the death of His Son. You know, We look at reconciliation in human terms. Whenever we want to reconcile with someone, we get so problem oriented. We think, ah, let's find out what the problem is. Let's get an answer to the problem. And let's kind of just apply that answer and everything we find. But I found sometimes everything's not fine. Sometimes one person feels very justified and someone else feels very humiliated. You know, Jesus didn't approach reconciliation like that, he didn't worry about the problem because he had a solution for it. The solution for it was that he would put all our badness, all our sin on his son, and then put all the goodness of Jesus on us. So the problem was already provided for. His heart was for relationship. Even when Adam sinned, he said, Adam, where are you? I want you. I want relationship with you. I want to connect with you. I want to be with you. And all he wants us to know is because of what Jesus did, We sung it earlier. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. He didn't know what sin was. He was pure and holy and came from a place of glory, but all our badness was put on him, and the righteousness, the goodness of Jesus was put on us, and that dealt with the sin issue. Because once we're connected with God, the rest of it, because of His life within us, that can be solved. We have His grace. We have His ability. We can give grace to other people and we can draw on his grace to walk through the changes we have to make. But none of it can happen while we're alienated from God. The main thing was to get us connected with God again. Get back into his family. Get back into his presence. And you know, I was looking at that joy that Jesus had when he was the good shepherd. You know, the, what gives him joy is one sinner saved. <laughs> he said there's this tremendous joy in heaven over every sinner that's saved. And, and he said... He's far rather leave the 99 that didn't need repentance and go after the ones out there that are not saved. That's far more important for in the heart of God, he gets tremendous joy over one person getting back into relationship with a loving father who's already made provision for their alienation. He's already made a way for them to come home. He's made it so easy to come home because he's solved the problem. He just wants us to come back into relationship And then together with him, with his help, with his grace, we can walk through any problems in life. Actually, we're not smart enough or loving enough or clever enough to do it without him. We need, he says, how much more we should be saved by his life. When we receive his life, when we receive his spirit, when we're in fellowship with him, we can face anything because he's with us and he empowers us. The main thing is, without the death of his son, the problem would be in the way. But thank God that he sent Jesus, who took all of our sin on him. And we don't have anything stopping us now from coming back. He wasn't worried about the state of the, of the lamb when he found him. He didn't care if he was dirty or grubby or had broken limbs. He was so excited because his sheep was found and he could bring it home. Same with the father's heart when the son came home. He didn't care about what he'd been into in the past or even what he was into just before he came home. All he wanted, my son's home. My son's home. And now we're together. The problem of our separation's gone. Together now we can rejoice and celebrate and enjoy his presence. So I just want to, as we think about the communion today, think about the cross. Think about a pursuing, loving God who is passionate about his relationship with you and having you able to stand in his presence totally unashamed, um, set free of all guilt and shame and, and able to enjoy his presence because Jesus took all your sin on him and gave us his righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, that by your blood we are cleansed. All our sin has been washed away and dealt with by the death of your precious son. Thank you, Lord, that you pers- Father, that you pursued us, you wanted us, you yearned for us, and there's great joy in having your family around you celebrating and worshipping together from every nation and every tongue, that each one of us, sons and daughters, back into your family, able to be what we've always been called to be, kings and priests before you. In Jesus' name.